Hey, thanks for chiming in to this episode of MLO. Today we have a live studio broadcast talking about what, Casey? How to get your offer accepted in this competitive market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And CK, it's hot out there, eh? What a hot market it is. Yeah, we're located over in PDX in Southwest Washington, where we're seeing double-digit offers. That's two does. Easy, Coming at you. Well, we're going to unpack this hot episode. My name is Addie Nett. My name is Casey Carpenter. Christian Kemp. And this is MLO. Enjoy the show. You good? You good? You got your pen? We're live? I'm ready. Are we going this song? I know you're always our opener. (laughs) Dude, you're jamming. I'm trying to connect to all channels live here. We're live on one, two, three, four, five. Sweet. Man, oh, man. Live, live, live. Bum, dum, dum, dum. We're just opening up with some good feel music. We're going to open up with some hot music because today we're talking about what, Casey? We're going to talk about how we can try to help our clients get their offers accepted over others in this competitive market using some unique financing options, some strategic financing options, and basically the way we play the game. Boom. Bada bang. Whoa, CK, he just came in real hot there with <laughs> Oh, I don't even know where that I don't even know where that came from. I don't know either. I the kid out. is on fire. <laughs> the kid is on fire today. It must be the music. It must be that jammer it's gotta music. Gotta be the jam. Right in the music. And all serious now, as everyone probably knows that's watching. Yeah, I am your host, Addy Nat MLO podcast. We are live streaming here. And I got the main man holding up the fort here. Casey Carpenter, Casey Carpenter, Navy vet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then also our trusted one and only CK, aka Mortgage Guru, Christian Kemp in the house. CK, CK, bringing it down. I love it. I love it. And I'm out of breath. <laughs> it's a great run. It's a great run. Oh man, I'll tell everyone it was a hot. It was a the the turbulence was heavy. We were a little shaky on the get off the, for the live stream today. The, the tarmac had a little bump and run. It did. It I did. mean, that was our second attempt for launch. We got a uh, negative for the flyby. Ghost the flyby. <laughs> Bring it on back. <laughs> Bring it on back. We got to rerun that. Rerun it. But yeah, anyways, I think it's good though. I mean, live has its, has its challenges. And, hey guys, this is video. Everybody's out there trying to do this stuff. I mean, that's what makes it beautiful, right? We're, we're all trying to create it. It shows who you are. If you guys mess up, you slur your words, you're over here just all over the mic. I mean. So pretty much how you are all the pretty time. Pretty much exactly how right. I am. Yeah. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> so, hey, boys, let's get some compliance items taken care of. So MLS 633-627, Christian Kemp. Thank you. That was real. <laughs> <laughs> ultimate buzz kill on the compliance. No, that's a really good point, too. Yeah. <laughs> what was the term we were using? I got a couple of shoulder taps. Yep. Um, so we do need to discuss uh, NMLS. What's yours again, TK? 633-627. And mine, yours truly, Eddie Net, reporting in at 154-2184. And Casey Carpenter, NMLS number 145-8123. Mm. And we got to bring that in. We cover Oregon, Washington, and California. So we got you back when it comes to West Coast residential mortgages. So we've promised this a lot, but uh, we continue to promise that this is the most amount of fun you'll ever have when talking about home loans. The most amount of fun you'll ever have. And 
And today's topic, bringing it once again, hot and heavy markets, guys. Like, even though we are having a crazy year, 2020 has been interesting, unique, scary, uncertain, A, B, C, D, D, E, F, G, A through Z. So we are in the Pacific Northwest, specifically Portland, Oregon. So we cover a lot of Oregon as well as Southwest Washington real estate. And the market up here, guys, is just competitive. Wouldn't you say, CK? Yeah. So inventory is at a shortage right now. Um, interest rates are low. So we have a lot of buyers out there and we want to give them that competitive edge. So we're going to talk about how we're going to achieve that for you today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Anything to add to that, Mr. Casey? Yeah. I mean, I think when you have a competitive market like this, where, I mean, for most part, your purchases are going to take multiple offers, or at least they're probably going to review multiple offers before they accept uh, getting yours put to the top of that list uh, by any means, you know, is a big factor for these consumers. So for us trying to do whatever we can, whether it's talking to listing agents, structuring their stuff accordingly, trying to get them in the best position to get their offer moved from, you know, to the top of that list so that seller can accept that. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good input. And I would just say, like, I haven't seen this competitive competitive of a market since likely the 2017, 2018, when we were seeing a ton of cash buyers coming up from California. So one of the things to understand in this market today, everyone out there listening and considering Pacific Northwest is we're seeing a crazy amount of increased in in approvals of remote work. So a lot of people that were having to go to an office now can work from home and it's been proved for a longevity of time. So these individuals that might be living in the Bay Area, might be living in LA, Seattle, are looking for a more affordable city to live in, cheaper real estate. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing clients here live in, you know, Portland, Oregon, but um, remotely work, you know, out of, out of the state sometimes too, or, mm-hmm. you know, they have that in their contract. So we're seeing clients move here for location purposes and whatever else is on their agenda for that, but also may not be either working local in that city. Maybe it's outside that city or outside, but um, we're definitely seeing that happen. And it just kind of brings back to this competitive market. People are coming here for a reason. Um, and, you know, it's, it's making offers to get accepted for home buyers uh, even that much more difficult. So you want to be working again with a trusted advisor that can help you get your offer accepted. Yeah, no, that's well put. And I'd like to add in too, I mean, we're seeing some offers on the low end, maybe from that price point of maybe 500 to three quarters of a million, maybe five or six offers. But when you're hitting that ultra competitive zone in our area, which is the 425 to 500, 510, man, there was a, a property the other day, one of my clients was offering on 22 offers. Wow. 22 offers went 20, 30 grand over asking CK, like with decades of experience in this industry, how do you advise on that? How do you keep people sane and competitive when we're back to a market of over asking with dozens of offers? Well, great question, Addison. Well, it's, it's not a secret. Oregon is a beautiful place and everybody kind of knows it now. So, we are seeing a lot of relocation, mm-hmm. and uh, in order to be competitive, we have to be responsive as mortgage bankers. That means mm-hmm. we have to be available on weekends when they're making those offers. We need to be reaching out to those listing agents, let them know how competitive you are, that you've been through the underwriting process, that we got you dialed in. 
that is our job to get you to that top of that list. And that extra phone call is going to make the world a difference. Yeah, really well put. That brings me back. Just for me, I've had the opportunity to work with um, the Living in Portland YouTube channel, which is an amazing, powerful channel that brings tons of amazing relocation clients here to the Portland metro. And I've had the opportunity to build out a really fluid system with them. And a part of that system, Casey, is reaching out. And it makes a huge difference because I was actually talking to Jesse Dow, one of the top agents here in the Portland Metro, and he had a listing, right? Which normally they're on the buy side, we had a listing and I asked him like, how many lenders, because they had like 20 plus offers, how many lenders called? And guess what he said? Zero. It was one. No. It was one. So I think what's super important for people to understand is like if you've got 20 offers and they're all of asking price or very similar what's going to be more appealing the team that reached out and called the sellers on a sunday like ck was saying on the weekend very familiar with your story and can attest to the quality and integrity of the approval that's going to make a huge difference and i'm sure casey you've had a few examples of even veterans or non-veterans winning offers with that approach yeah absolutely and and with it too, I mean, the goal of that there is to one, let that listing agent, let those sellers know and feel good that this offer we're presenting with our clients, we, we've vetted them, we've looked at it and, and it's giving them that reassurance to accept that offer while they're, otherwise they're looking at just pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get that veterans offer accepted or your other clients offer accepted, calling that listing agent, just making that single call to them to let them know, hey, we've looked at the data, we've either got it underwritten approved or we're solid on our pre-approval, whatever the language is, what you're doing is just helping that listing agent feel good about accepting your client's offer over the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, really, really. And why it's stuff. more competitive maybe than the other offer. Mm-hmm. What's the craziest call you've ever made to a uh, it was multiple offers. Uh, my clients ended up, you know, coming in 15,000 over. Mm-hmm. And what I basically did was just reassure that listing agent, you know, we had the extra funds. They loved this house. This was their house that they wanted mm-hmm. and they were willing to commit to it. Now we didn't start obviously by going in, you know, 15 over, but it showed our dedication and my communication with them that whole time really help them seal and accept that offer because that listing agent called me about two or three times. Hey, Casey, your client's still, you know, thinking about it. We do have other offers is, you know, maybe is there anything else they can do? And I was there to answer or at least talk to them and, and that really helped them get that offer accepted. Yeah. And just to add a little color to that is, and I do want to bring this to Kate or Christian, when they call the lender, the, the seller or we call them, there are certain things that we have to do to protect you. Like we're not going to disclose any personal information unless right. it's a part of your strategy that you've instructed us to do so. So right. I just want to make that clear. Um, Christian, d- talk to me about appraisals because one of the biggest questions I get is like, oh, well, what if it doesn't appraise? Right. So what are you seeing out there with your buyers and sellers? Yeah, we do definitely have those conversations about what happens in the escalation clause, mm-hmm. what that means. Um, you know, uh, you might see some verbiage in there that, hey, we will pay up to 20000 over the appraisal value if need be. So I think the communication is the highest level that 
I can help you with in the transaction to get the offer accepted, then my job is to let them know the team that we have behind us that's helping you support mm-hmm. to get this done and done in a timely timely manner. Yep, yep. So I think that's huge. Uh, I mean, our our first goal is to get that offer accepted, right? Right, and then still meet that close date. And you know, in this competitive industry right now, it's 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 that's where we're giving ourselves a competitive edge. Yeah, no, it's super competitive. And I think one thing that I just wanted to throw out there is a lot of sellers are looking for what's called a waiver of appraisal yeah. contingency, yeah. which is very, very rare. And what that means is essentially, say you're buying a house for 400 and you waive the appraisal contingency, contingency, that means that if the house does not appraise for that agreed upon value, you as the buyer are responsible for the remaining yield spread. That's right. So that could be a huge amount of cash mm-hmm. into a lot of clients who maybe are first or second time home buyers have limited cash. That's not an option. Right. So you, you want to work tightly with your real estate agent. And it's very rare. I'm not seeing a lot a, a appraisal contingency waivers. I've right. seen one in the last year and it's a very aggressive approach, but people who are scared of that yeah. might need to know you always do have that appraisal contingency yeah. to kind of safeguard, you know? And 100%. I think that's important for people to know. I'm yeah, seeing it a, a little bit more on some relocates. Uh, relocations. Uh, there. Oh, I like that you called it relocate. Yeah, relocate. Relocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a new one, right? But relocate. The relocates uh, are more. That's like Target instead of Target. They got a little Target. They're coming from a more aggressive uh, markets, you know, where they're having a, lot a little more bit... equity transfer. Exactly. Yeah. They got, they got a little more uh, capital to play with uh, mm-hmm. to make that happen. Now for. Our, our, our first time home buyers, I don't mm-hmm. want them to be scared off saying, Oh my gosh, I can't be competitive in this type of market because mm-hmm. we're still getting some deals done with seller concessions. We're getting mm-hmm. creative out there. So don't be scared thinking, Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't get into this yeah. market right now because we're making it happen. We're getting creative. We're talking to mm-hmm. our realtors, making sure they understand how we're going to structure this uh, purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important to get out there as well. Really good notes there, CK. And I want to turn it over to Casey because Casey, Christian brings up a really good point. The seller concessions and closing costs. That's a really confusing point that a lot of people get tripped up on. So a lot of people hear this term financing in the closing costs. To someone that doesn't talk about financing all day long, like I would think right off the top, oh, I'm just like, I can have a baseline amount and then I can roll in those costs just straightforward directly with the lenders such as Casey or myself, but that is not true. So you hit us off and, you know, I'll kind of side commentary on seller concessions because, uh, you know, CK brings a good point. Like not a lot of first time, even second time home buyers pay their closing costs. Me personally, we're in our second home now. We've never paid closing costs. How does that work from your point of view? Yeah. It's, it, and it's a good strategy too. If your client does not, you know, have additional assets to cover those closing costs. So basically what we're doing is we're going to say, you know, let's, let's maybe come in and put an offer in that's a little bit above what they actually have mm-hmm. it listed for. And essentially what we're really trying to do is cover the closing costs for the client. So we're going to, we're going to put an offer in or have that client submit an offer that's above the purchase price. Usually that's going to be about the amount of the closing costs that we need. So let's just call it, you know, 8,000, 10,000, mm-hmm. whatever that number is. That's what we're going to go above on our offer. And essentially we're just trying to request from that seller that 
um, you know, if they were to accept this offer above that asking price, would they then, you know, give our uh, clients a seller credit of that amount to help them pay the closing costs? So what we're doing is essentially having them submit a little bit higher offer to see if that seller will then give us a credit to cover the closing costs. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that pretty much breaks down a lot of the bullets there. And I always just explain, it's like, say, let's give it like an easy example. The house is 400,000, right? Closing costs, you reach out to Casey and Casey's like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll send you a new spreadsheet, which is something MLO does for all of our pre-offer submissions is we send a five scenario spreadsheet for everyone. So they know exactly what the closing costs are, best estimated, what the interest rate and payment are going to be super important guys. But what that calculation gives you is what you need negotiated by your agent in return. So say that figure is easy math, 10 grand, like, okay, a year advancement of property taxes and insurance prepaid into escrow. Plus you have your lender title County transfer, all those other fees. It's America, right? Everyone's a slice. So we got 10 grand. They want 400, a net offer to the sellers, if you need all that 10 grand covered, would be 410. And in return, the seller's contributing $10,000 toward your, your closing costs. And, yeah, and, and it's, yep, and, and prepaids. And it's, and it's a good point because essentially in the end, guys, we're trying to allow that seller to still, you know, get that, uh, the same net proceeds out of that sale. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, we're coming in 10 higher. They, they, they're going to give 10 at the end of the day, they're still getting the four. Does that make sense? Yeah. Super, super common approach here. And I think one of the biggest misperceptions too, and CK and I were chatting about this earlier is so many people think that it takes 20% down or more to get into a home. And, you know, of the dozens of clients that I closed last month, the average down payment was 5%. Yeah. And first time home buyers, even utilizing the conventional loan can go 3% down. So give some insight too. even if you do have 20% down, are you thinking like, oh, I just need to save 21 more years and I'll have my 20% down trying to chase after appreciation. (laughs) Like great question, Addison, or a comment, because I had a client this week Mm -hmm. and he was found a house, just found out his wife's five weeks pregnant or, you know, and so they're wanting to make a move. They knew that they had the 3% down Mm -hmm. and they were just like, okay, we got the 3% down. So I sent them over the cost worksheet on the house and when closing costs and prepaid, we're in that weird time of the year where we're collecting almost a full years of taxes up front. Mm-hmm. It's kind of blown out of the water that, you know, instead of coming in with $11,000 on a $350,000 purchase, he's going to have to come in closer to eighteen, nineteen thousand $19,000 with yep. total closing costs and, and his prepaids. Well, I was able to even give him a lender credit around $3,000 mm. and then Still, it was too much to come out of money. But I didn't want him to be discouraged because he just—he was like, "Man, I'm sorry, I, did, I waste your time. I don't have all that money yet." Mm-hmm. I'm all, bro. You're not wasting my time yeah. by any means. I, I, we just need to structure this correctly. So, we sat, we talked for another 45 minutes. By the end of that conversation, he was totally engaged in how the process works. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I can actually offer a little bit more to get this back and, and be competitive in this industry. Mm-hmm. I don't have to save for another two years because that's how long it took him to save this long. Mm-hmm. I said, no, this is what we're, how we're going to structure it. We're going to get you in the house before this baby's born. Mm-hmm. We're going to make this thing happen. This is how we're going to do it. So don't be discouraged by just saying, thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I don't have all that those funds because we can get creative. We can call the seller's listing agent and tell them mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. I can say, 
hey, I got a I got a pregnant couple couple coming in here. I'm gonna use those, you know, pull from the heartstrings, you know, a little bit. I'm gonna make a case for it and say, hey, you know, this would be a perfect home for them. Mm -hmm. All we need is this. Your clients are still gonna net out better, maybe. And I've already have them pre pre approved at this. I already know they're they're going in, and I can close in this amount of time. So, being direct and honest and going for it is Mm -hmm. is our drive and our directive. Yeah, to kind of uh, kind of bring it to a conclusion too. I want to note a couple of things. One. With the lender credit, that's yep. a really good point. Reference our episode about discount points that we did. Yep. That that breaks that that down really, really well. Also, the credit one on one because if you're going to try to utilize lower down payment, a higher credit score helps you in a lot of senses. One hundred percent helps you with the mortgage insurance. Helps you with the interest rate. You can never. <laughs> You can never go wrong when trying to work on your credit, not only in real estate, but also in auto. But I do want to bring it down and I'll slide this to uh, Casey would be CK's point of like, hey, I've already had these people pre-approved. And let's conclude with the power of A, getting with your agent and your lender early and tackling down those financing options and going from pre-qualified to pre-approved and in some situations, fully pre-underwritten. So land the plane for us because Casey, when we're calling, we have to have that dialed in. It's our license, our local reputation, right? Like these, we work with these people for many years now. So give me a little perspective on that importance for our, our buyers. Yeah. I mean, for one, there's a lot at stake when you're purchasing a house for everybody. Uh, so you better have done your job yeah. right up front with that client and you have these numbers accurate or as accurate as you vetted and possibly can vet it because once we're in contract and things change and if something happens and you didn't do your job right, now everybody's left holding a bag and it's a horrible, horrible feeling. Here at MLO, we do not allow for that to happen. We want to have those deep dive conversations with clients up front. We're going to find out everything on their financing. So that way, when we are ready to submit, we know where we're at. We know if we need to go up, you know, for to request a seller credit or change financing, we know exactly the full picture and we can do that, have the conversation with the client and restructure it. A big thing that I think people forget about on the lending side is don't be afraid to educate the listing agent and sellers. You know, I call them on VA loans and educate them about the power of a VA loan. Did Mm -hmm. you know that it's the only loan that the appraiser can come back if it's not going to come in at value and let you know to provide more comps? They do that to the the Tidewater Act. Huge. Mm -hmm. Great point. And if you're educating people on the other side, they're going to absolutely embrace that education and hear what you got to say because you're speaking truth. You're speaking from the heart and on the clients trying to purchase their home to set them in to the best transaction that they can accept. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good, powerful point. And I'll lead it to that. Our lead toward an end with that, because um, it's just the more that CK, Casey, myself can speak toward being prepared, understanding the file, knowing these people from heart to heart, that call, that offer, the tone of voice is definitely broken down and analyzed by the seller so there's a huge difference between like oh hi or not calling and not really knowing what oh yeah they're good versus like look yeah i know the smiths i've been talking to them since last november and now they're relocating here their job's been approved i have a full set of documents i actually just got an updated offer letter for the starting date all their assets are in their reserves are liquid we're not playing the stock market there's so many other things oh and Susie, by the way i noticed that 
that you and I did that deal two years ago. Remember how that great that yeah. was, Susie? So you bring in the little Susie Q, the yeah. little Susie Q. But anyways, I just want to, I wanted to get that out there. A super common question right now, just with how to be competitive, what's going on in the market. And, um, I'm, I'm really glad we took the time and, and be confident out there, guys. If you're a lender, you know, those first calls, they can be a little shaky. If you've never called the listing agent before, but you'd be confident in your game. You know what you've done. You've looked at the client, you know, files, you know, everything. So be confident, call that listing agent, get your client's offer. Accepted. Well, it's not complicated if you're doing your job. Exactly. You're from our side of it, right? CK? 100%. Yeah. I mean, this is my 18th year in the industry and, you know, I know a lot of the realtors out there. When my name is stamped on that pre-approval letter, it's it's pretty much my my name is the Lord. You know, yeah, for sure. The, the day. And so our reputations are huge in our industry. So know that if you're going with the MLO team member, you are, you know, definitely taken care of. And we're going out there with your best foot forward. Yeah. For sure. And once again, this is the MLO team live broadcasting this episode of our podcast. If you haven't gone on to Apple or Spotify, please, guys, hop on there, subscribe, write a little review for us. We are we have passed 20 full episodes. Woo! This is our 20. Yeah. Wow. Boom, shaka, boom, boom, two, one. So we are posting two zero. So the live stream, you get the early content you get these peeps right here on the vids but we also are in early stages of our youtube channel um, it's gonna feel, be huge guys yeah our main man josh is working on the content to edit for you guys some short bits some great educational stuff coming up here but we just do really appreciate all the support 100 it's been overwhelming to just everybody pushing us and encouraging the brand the reach outs the comments the likes guys i mean we really do appreciate it and we do it for you and us i mean we're here all together you know as one yeah, and we're really pushing thanks to a friend of ours linda uh stories as of late <laughs> thank you linda stories facebook it's always stories. like every time we're like gotta do a story we're always learning get a story yeah, I was making fun of your story earlier because it looked like a four-year-old did it. But, but I got 35 likes. Oh, <laughs> views or likes. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, till next time, guys, this is the MLO team. It's been nothing but a pleasure. Signing out. Hey, once again, thanks so much for listening to this 